Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. As we look at the earth burning and wars being waged, how are we to treat our enemies? Isn't it well within our rights to treat them with less respect? Today, Pastor J.D. reminds you that no matter what atrocities you see, treat everyone with the same dignity. Share the unconditional love of Jesus with everyone around you. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 15th, 2023. Zechariah 12, verses 1 through 3. The burden of the word of the Lord against Israel. Thus says the Lord, who stretches out the heavens, lays the foundation of the earth, and forms the spirit of man within him. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness. It will become the intoxicating obsession of the entire world. They are going to get drunk over Jerusalem. They're going to drink from this cup of drunkenness and become intoxicated with this one city, the one city that I put my name on. They're going to become intoxicated over it. To all the surrounding peoples, when? When they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem. And verse 3, listen very carefully, it shall happen in that day. In that day is today. That day is today. Why do you make such a bold claim because of what Zechariah records next. In that day I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all peoples, a burdensome stone, a burdensome, very, very heavy boundary stone. This is before Google Earth. I'll come up with a better one next time maybe. <laughs> So how would you know the boundaries? They would boundary, they would, they would mark the boundaries with stones. That's the property line. That's the boundary line with stones. So you, wait, you want to move the boundaries, the boundary stones of Jerusalem, my city, by the way, that I put my name of ownership on, by the way, that I have the title deed to, by the way, that I gave to my people, by the way, and you want to split it up? Uh, you might want to rethink that, because Zechariah goes on to say, all who would 
heave it away, give it away, divide it away, cut it away, will surely be cut in pieces. You'll forgive my sanctified, uh, the word escapes me, so I won't use it. Probably shouldn't anyway. That's probably the Holy Spirit. Don't go, don't use that word. But in a sanctified way, I just want to say that it's as if God would say, you're going to cut up my city? I'm going to cut you up. How about that? Again, it was sanctified, right? I know it's a very loose, just let me have this one, okay? Let me have this one. Because that's exactly what Zechariah is saying. God, through the prophet Zechariah, is saying, you want to you dare to move the borders and divide up my land and cut up my land? I'm going to cut you up. I better stop with uh, that last one, because I can get, uh, can I just watch? <laughs> is that bad? I kind of am. We kind of are right now, pre-rapture, by the way because they're not going to get away with what they're trying to do, which is what we were told that they would try to do some 2,500 plus years ago. Exactly what it is. At the, in that day, the last day, which we are in that day today, this is what they are going to do. What are they going to do? They're going to try to divide Jerusalem into a two-state solution. They're going to try to cut it up. Cut it into pieces, and I'm going to cut them into pieces, just, you know, so you know. Spoiler alert, (laughs) again. And then he says this, though all nations, all nations, all means all, including this nation. All nations of the earth are gathered against it. Hey, Joel chapter 3 verse 2, watch this. Here it is again. I will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. There I will enter into judgment against them concerning my inheritance, my people, the Palestinians. Oh, come on, you guys. You're supposed to... Is it? Am I that bad today? Is that, Am I... My people Israel, governed by God, Israel, (laughs) a.k.a. Jacob. Jacob, remember? God says, you are no longer going to be Jacob, heel snatcher, con man. I'll stop there again. You will now be Israel, governed, ruled by God, Israel. I'm changing your name, and I'm changing your nature. My people Israel. Why is that important? Because we have what's known as the time of Jacob's trouble. Who's Jacob? Israel. It's not the time, that 70th week of Daniel, which we're going to talk about. It's not the time of the church's trouble. That 70th week, that last seven years representing the 70th week. It's the time of Jacob's trouble, Israel. That's the purpose of the tribulation, for the salvation of the Jewish nation. I I, I always like to ask, I don't actually like to ask, I take great delight in asking those who want to blast us and attack us 
uh, and ridicule us who believe in the sound doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture. I always like to ask them this question. What would be the purpose of the church of Jesus Christ, the bride of Jesus Christ, going into and through any part of the seven-year tribulation? What would be the purpose of that? And I do not have an answer from anyone on that. I have yet, oh they try, and they come up with their their very thin answer, thin is a, a kind word, because I'm a pastor and I'm a very godly man, <laughs> and I'm very careful about what I say. No, I'm not, I need to be more, but um, they'll try to answer it, and to which I will respond, it is written. It is written, because this is the final word, God's word, God's word. That final seven year period in human history, known as the seven year tribulation, is for the salvation of the Jewish nation. We're already saved. And besides, as his bride by his side, what, he wants his bride to be all bus up for the wedding day? Man, what, my wife and I have been married for 35 years this year, and we courted for two years. I know you young people have no idea what that word courting means, but we courted. I courted her for two years. Uh, we got married. We've been married for 35 years. I literally, and I know I've shared this, but maybe it's apropos at this point, I counted literally the days down by marking them off. That was back in the day when they, we actually had real calendars on the wall with, <laughs> not digital. But I, was, I would literally X out the days, counting the days down until our wedding day. Do you know that Jesus does that? What do you mean? Oh, every time we partake together of the Lord's table, the communion, He says it no less than two times. I can't wait. I'm marking the down I'm marking the calendars. I'm counting down the days until what we're doing here in this Last Supper celebration of the Passover, until that day when we do what we're doing here is fulfilled in my kingdom with you as my bride by my side. You know what he's referring to, right? The wedding feast of the Lamb. That alone, guys, there's going to be food in heaven. That should just right there. But again, I digress. Um, my people Israel, why are you going to bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat and there judge them concerning your inheritance, your, your people Israel? Because they scattered my people among the nations and divided up my land. Oh, I'm sorry again, you'll forgive me, but can, can I... Can I get a seat there at the Valley of Joshphat when this goes down? Because I just kind of want to, kind of want to. Is that bad? All right. Just pray for me then. This is in no way exhaustive. But again, it does answer in part the question of why Israel? vis-a-vis -vis Jerusalem, which now brings us to the question of why this and why now? In all of human history, okay, I know why it's Israel, because the land belongs to God who gave it to Israel. Okay, I, that's been answered for me. Thank you very much. You probably could have answered that in a much shorter amount of time than what you took to 
answer that question. But what about the why now question? Why now? Why is this happening now? Well, that's what I want to take the remainder of our time together today and answer. And I do so with the hope that all the prophetic pieces will come together. So over the last three and a half years, I've been privileged to be on the receiving end of insightful emails from an online member who prefers that I don't use his name. I've quoted him in prior updates, and I want to share with you what he emailed me a couple of weeks ago pertaining to his May 2023 update titled, Gradually and Then Suddenly. I do so because it's a succinct summary of virtually everything we've covered in our prophecy updates over the years. We've been doing this for many years, especially over the last three and a half years. Now, it should be noted that this was posted on his website six months ago, back in May, well in advance of what's now happening in Israel. So if you'll kindly allow me to, I'll quote from his outstanding explanation of what's happening now, but more importantly, why it's happening now. It is our contention that the approach to the tribulation is currently being set gradually, as the props are moved into place on the stage without much notice, until we reach the suddenly phase where very dramatic events will unfold in order to quickly and radically reset the world militarily, geopolitically, economically, and monetarily. We believe that we are very close to the sudden phase, consistent with the Apostle Paul's warning in 1 Thessalonians 5.3, while they are saying those two words, peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as a woman in labor, and they will not escape. Fortunately for the Christian, Paul continued in verses 4 through 11, but you, brethren, notice the delineation between they and we, us, and them, you, you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not in the night or of the night or of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. This is all in the context of the rapture, by the way. He goes on, as believers, when we see the storm clouds rising and darkness engulfing, our hope is in Jesus' rapture of the church described in context in the preceding verses of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. In our first update, we postulated that the COVID-19 coordinated response was used to manage a financial crisis rather than a health crisis. 
Shortly after that update, Klaus Schwab, founder of the World Economic Forum, WF, released his book, COVID-19, The Great Reset. Not surprisingly, the vision advanced by the book looks eerily similar to the system described in the eschatological scriptures. Basically, a political entity will exert worldwide control of the population through policies adopted by their network of large multinational corporations. Combine this economic structure with digital identification, central bank digital currency, CBDC, and a social credit score system, and it becomes obvious that they are building the ability to track every human and financial transaction. This system will ultimately require the mark of the beast technology that will block individuals from the economy who refuse to worship the Antichrist. The WEF Great Reset slogan is, I'm getting really tired hearing this one, I bet you are too, Build Back Better. They claim that in 2030 you'll own nothing and be happy. The obvious implication is that they'll own everything because they will. Previously we warned about the biblical implications of vaccines, so-called, that are genetic in nature and have the potential to alter human DNA. Keyword potential. Right now they damage human DNA, but in the tribulation they will alter DNA. A study from Sweden has concluded that the Pfizer COVID-19 mRNA vaccine causes reverse transcription in human liver cells. Reverse transcription is a method of DNA modification. Additionally, the vaccines have harmed or killed countless millions with no media coverage whatsoever. We have experienced the most pervasive psychological operation in history, As much of the world's population was convinced that the vaccine was created for the virus, while the opposite was true. The World Health Organization, WHO, is currently working to ratify in 2024, next year we've talked about this, a pandemic treaty that has the potential to supersede national sovereignty in the event of a health crisis. This treaty, if ratified, could mandate future WHO world health responses, including vaccine mandates and passports. One of the tenets of Klaus Schwab's Great Reset is the fourth industrial revolution. For humans, this envisions the combination of biology, digital technology, and genetic engineering in order to, quote, change what it means to be human. This is Yuval Harari, the protege of one Klaus Schwab, who is in Israel, out of Israel, leading the way in Israel. I'm going to come to that at the end. This doctrine is driven by the philosophical principle of transhumanism. It is our strong contention that there are two lines, and I want you to really think this through, two lines parallel of prophetic events that will eventually converge, gradually and then suddenly, to set the stage for the seven-year tribulation. The first is the previously discussed 
and currently unfolding worldwide financial and monetary crisis. I hope you know, I'm not quoting him, just real quick, please listen to this. This is very important. Everything that has been done by the government to their people has had at its core money, the love of money, which is the root of all kinds of evil. The evil perpetrated on humanity comes vis-a-vis this evil love for money. It's all about money. In the Middle East, oil slash money. And that's where he goes. He says the second is the regional, listen to this, nuclear conflict in the Middle East involving Israel, May of this year. Iran continues to arm Israel's enemies while the world has given up on preventing a nuclear-armed Iran. Again, the puzzle pieces of prophecy are not completely clear from our perspective looking forward. However, in retrospect, prophetic events will be fulfilled precisely. Here is what we see from our perspective looking forward. We expect at some point a preemptive strike by Israel and potentially allies against Iranian nuclear facilities, Jeremiah 49, 35-39, through 39, followed by an attack on Israel by all her border nations, described in Psalm 83. He holds to the view that Psalm 83 is a prophecy, resulting in a blistering Israeli nuclear response, Isaiah 17, Damascus, Jeremiah 49, Syria, in close proximity to the rapture of the church, 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18, 1 Corinthians 15, 50 through 58. By the way, I've uh, shared this before, but I am becoming increasingly convinced, even now more so with the developments in Israel as of the last week, or a little over a week, that all of this sudden is simultaneous with the rapture. In other words, when all of this goes down, we go up. No, for real. Yeah. So the rapture, followed by an overwhelming Russian-led attack, including Turkey, Iran, Libya, and Ethiopia, likely Sudan, on Israel, Ezekiel 38 and 39, that results in a devastating supernatural defense of Israel by God. Some believe in a span of less than 24 hours, Ezekiel 38 is fulfilled. Imagine the consequences of this sequence of events for the failing world financial system, which is what this is all about. Oil flow from the Middle East is cut off while the world economy is sinking into recession. Energy prices skyrocket, exaggerating the inflation caused by central bank monetary policy of QE, quantitative easing, to combat the world banking crisis. This conflict may be overshadowed by a larger conflict involving NATO and Russia or China, Taiwan and the U.S. As a result, food prices will likely soar consistent with Revelation 6 verses 5 and 6, which is a prophecy about it taking an entire day's wages just to buy the ingredients to make a loaf of bread, impoverishing the vast majority of the world's population. This dramatic and sudden convergence of events will set the stage for the Middle East peace, Daniel 9.27. We're so glad you joined us for this prophecy update on In Spirit and Truth. Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? 
Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.